05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership. And we got Dan Russell here today. And Dan's out of Vero Beach, currently out of Vero Beach, uh, Florida. Thanks for joining us today, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I like to start us off, all our guests off with this question. Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you or what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? I think the well, the first thing that comes to mind is being a steward for the people who are following you and who rely on you. I think that's a that's that's a big theme that I I uh, would place at probably the top of the list of yeah. what I would say is uh, a champion leader would mm-hmm. have. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, have you had some some steward leaders in in your life that have kind of been big impacts. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a uh great boss right out of college that was like I I had just graduated with uh two majors in finance and and, and one in technology management and I got a job in marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because I wanted to work at a startup. Like that was the one thing I knew entrepreneurship was my path. I yeah. knew that uh I was going to be you know, running a startup someday, doing my own thing, owning my own business. And I wanted to just get in on the ground floor and see how, how everything worked. So, uh, the, the guy that I got connected with through the career services offices at college was running his own business. It was like, I was the second, I was the second person to join the team and I had no idea what I was doing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like no yeah. clue. I was, I was in over my head at this marketing company with a degree in finance. <laughs> yeah. So so as I found my footing, I started getting really passionate about it and he saw that and gave me sort of like carte blanche access to learning and traveling and networking and meeting people and taking courses and 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 just immersing myself in the craft of marketing so that I could get really good at my job, obviously. Yeah. And that set a tone for me of being able to just stretch my legs and really pursue my potential. And it also established for me 
early on, like 21, 22 years old, what a great leader should do to empower the people on their team. So eventually when I started my own business, started hiring my own people, I did the same thing. Yeah. And that led to fierce loyalty, amazing results. You know, that's never a hundred percent perfect. Sometimes sure. you know, people come and go, but overall I always had a good relationships with the people that I worked with yeah. and I knew that they were growing. So that stewardship is, is really the one that, that comes to mind again, you know, it's just coming up again, but um, that would be the, that's, that's oh, sort man. of where yeah, I absolutely. cut my teeth. Well, why don't you uh, take a, a little bit here to kind of talk about you and a little bit more about your path and kind of where you've gotten, how that's gotten you to where you are today. I know um, tomorrow, as we're recording this, it's uh, what is it? The 22nd of August, 2022, but 12 hours away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Got a big launch coming up. So I'm sure you're uh, super busy with that. And uh, I see if you're watching this, I I think I see the book in the background there, but uh, name of the book's uh, snake oil. So yeah. Why don't you uh, give us a little intro for the listeners that aren't familiar with you. Lay a bit of foundation. So, so I, I just gave sort of the, the, the spiel as far as how I got started in my professional career. Yep. But this, the, the 10 years sort of following that, that experience were me tripping over myself and continuing to do the networking and continuing to learn and trying to find a niche in this hugely saturated industry called marketing. Yeah. And eventually got really uh, passionate about this, area called neuromarketing, which is the intersection of brain science and traditional direct response marketing as, as you would see it in like a magazine or yeah. Facebook ads and stuff like that. So I, I, I tried to, I'm a very like analytical thinker. And so the idea that I could read research about how people make decisions and, and what makes people buy and what makes people say yes was fascinating to me. So I started moving my marketing agency, which is the business that I started in the direction of understanding and harnessing these, what I eventually called neurotactics in an ethical way to help other businesses succeed. And and so that type of business is actually called a conversion rate optimization agency. Okay. So we are brought in, we would be brought into a, a company that says, Hey, our checkup page isn't performing very well. Can you help us out? Or, uh, hey, our engagement rates on social media have dropped. Can you help us out? Stuff like that. Time on site, like other other things that need to be fixed, like places in the sales funnel where more people were leaking out. That's where yeah. we came in and we said, okay, we understand psychology. We understand the math of marketing. Let's go in and start running tests, split tests. Yep. So that's what we did for years and years and years. And I started building up all this research and I started getting this intuitive understanding of how sales funnels worked and how websites worked and how people worked and eventually began building all these systems. And over that period of time, I started getting a little bit exhausted of the agency life because it is exhausting yeah, and it's, it's very draining and very difficult to scale. Right. So I started thinking, okay, well, why don't I hit the brakes on that business model and start teaching? And so I did, I started consulting. I started putting together training programs. I started hosting workshops 
all to teach people and other businesses how we did what we did. Like we, we over the course of those years, unlocked over $50 million in revenue for our clients. And so, and that was recurring revenue. So we had a lot of results to show. We just never showed people how to do it for themselves. And that's yeah. what I really focused my time on. Eventually that led to me writing a book, Snake Oil, um, which was born out of this frustration, dis disenchantment uh, from the way that I had seen the marketing industry evolve over the years. Because from my standpoint, I was like, I was sort of like the really nerdy kid figuring out how all the mechanics works. And, I, and, and every so often over the years, I would look up and I would see people hyping things up and saying, oh, you need to try this new software platform. You need to do this new training program. You need to take my certification. You need to use this tool, this tool, this tactic. And I'm like, none of that actually makes a difference in, in people's marketing. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe sometimes, but it's not a proof. Like I, <laughs> like my, my wife is, is more on the, the like woo woo spectrum than I am. Yeah. So when there's, you know, crystals and stuff that come into the conversation. I'm like, okay, I'm more clinical studies. Like give me the, the trials and, you know, show me the yeah, research. Right. Every so often she pulls me in and then like, you know, okay. <laughs> sure. But anyway, I like to see results and I ran my business in, in a non-results oriented way for the first few years. And it got me like super frustrated, super beaten down. Nobody was happy because I didn't know what I was doing. And I yeah. see a lot of that as a pattern in the industry. And I saw a lot of it over the years. So, you know, I, it got to the point where when clients would come to me and say, hey, can you help me out with this? I would also hear, I just got burned by another marketer. Mm, yeah. Or I've been, you know, I, I listened to a keynote speech at the at Traffic and Conversion Summit and tried that strategy. And I've been, you know, doing it for a year and still hasn't worked tried this tactic, tried this tool, tried this certification. I spent thousands or tens of thousands of dollars and it never worked. And I, I kept hearing that over and over and over again to the point that I kept, I, I started thinking like, somebody's got to say something about how hypey the digital marketing world has gotten. And so how hypey. saturated <laughs> it is yeah. with all of these people just hocking their stuff on Instagram. So I merged that frustration with all of the stuff that I had built, which, which I, it ended up being, you know, the, this book that yeah. I, I never intended to write, but, you know, as I started talking more and more about, uh, about it with my wife, she's like, you got to write it down. You got to just like put it in a, in, in a, <laughs> a format that people can understand and so the first half of the book is sort of a breakdown and a dissection of why the marketing industry is the way it is. And the second half of the book is sort of the way out or the, like how to navigate the minefield through, you know, the systems that we had developed over the years at my agency. So that's where the book came from. So who, who would you say the book's for? Business leaders, primarily entrepreneurs. Like there's, yep. there's a lot of this stuff that's, that is specifically for entrepreneurs, but it's also useful for marketing executives, people who are, who yeah. are running large teams and who are outsourcing and hiring consultants and agencies to do their work for them, because there's a lot of red flags that you should be aware of as a person in that sort of role.
Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Love it, man. So yeah. So you didn't, weren't necessarily looking to write a book, but kind of happened, came yeah, about. Yeah, it, ha- it happened pretty organically. Yeah. 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 Got it. What's um, what's the vision for you as far as the book goes, and what you're looking to do with that? Well, right now it's mostly a matter of just getting it out there, right? I think. Yeah. You know, I, I had a somebody a networking event recently ask me point blank after I said. I have a book coming out. He said, what's your offer? I'm like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> no, that's not the point. The point is to get the book out there. That yeah. is my goal. Like yeah. there's not like a course you need to take after reading this thing is if, <laughs> if you, t- if you read it from cover to cover, you will emerge a better marketer. That is the reason that I wrote. It. I'm not like, you know, come to my event, you know, once a right. year or, you know, you know do, pay me any, any amount of thousands of dollars to, you know, get certified. No, the whole idea is to just deliver this value. Like I, I'm at a point where like, I want to, I want to share this knowledge that I have locked in my head that I know a lot of people could use. So that's really the reason. Love it. Yeah. So when was the, how early on did you decide, you know, to, to not be working for someone else? And when did you start your own thing? Pretty soon after college. I think it was about two years out of college that I had already started my business. I had already started making money on the side. Yeah. Um, I knew going in that it was part of the plan, Uh, but I also was self-aware enough to know that I didn't know Jack about what I was doing. Yeah. So, so I was bright eyed and bushy tailed, but uh, fortunately had that level of clarity. Um, so pro- I think about two years in to my first job out of college, I yeah. had started hosting local meetup groups and eventually met somebody that said, Hey, can you help me with my marketing? I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, I'll pay you a thousand bucks a month. I'm like, what? <laughs> cool. Like yeah. that was life changing yeah. for me. And, and so that's how it started. And then I yeah. you know, started getting more clients and, and eventually replaced my income and started the business. Yeah. Got it. Well, let's come back, um, you know, kind of asked you this already as far as, you know, who are some of the servant leaders that, that have impacted you, but, you know, who are some of the coaches, mentors, leaders that have impacted you? And, and I always more so like, what are some of the characteristics that really have stood out for you um, directly, indirectly in your life that you've kind of maybe taken some things from and helped to model who you are as a leader? Yeah, I, well... Another one that comes to mind is I was in the Boy Scouts and uh, one of the one of the guys that was in the leadership ranks of my local Boy Scout chapter, uh, his name was Mike, and I still keep in touch with him to this day. He lives in Tampa and he was a, how do I describe him? Wise enough to know where I was making mistakes and patient enough to know which mistakes I needed to make. By that, I mean, you know how you watch a child and, or, or, or even a friend and you see them about to make the same mistake that you know that you've made before and you know they're going to stub their toe or they're going to you know, fall on their face or they're going to encounter some sort of challenge. Um, you, like you know it for a fact. And sometimes you can tell them, hey, you're about to stub your toe or hey, 
you're about to like lose a bunch of money or, Hey, you're going to, this is, this thing's going to happen. And sometimes you tell them other times, you know, that they just have to stub their toe. Yeah. And he had this intuition around when to tell me I was going to stub my toe and when to let me stub my toe. I thought that was like, looking back on it, it was, it was really epic. Like you could tell that he had really walked the path before to this, to the point and seen enough other people walk the path and led enough other people down that path to know like when to, to pull the trigger on saying, Hey, you're going to step your toe and when to hold back. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I don't know, in a way kind of rare to find, right. You know, I think very rare. Yeah. Cause a lot of us as leaders would tend to want to be on top of you the whole time. Right. And sure. Doesn't yeah. allow you to grow or not very, not as quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, I know you said, you know, the goal for you is to really get this, this book out and just to create a lot of value. What, what are some of the ways that you're, you know, going to do that, especially well, right. for what you do, right? I mean, this is your, this oh, is yeah. your thing. This is the thing. I had given a lot of thought to how I was going to get out there. Like usually, and I'm in several entrepreneur groups. And when somebody launches a book, most of the time it's a boilerplate. Hey, can you go buy my book and leave a review? And so I was thinking, ah, I can't just do that. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm, the, I'm launching the marketing book. Like, right. <laughs> that'd be lame if I did yeah, that. Like yeah, not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know, casting a shadow on anybody else's stuff no, because yeah, yeah. they're not in that world. But right. I started thinking like, how can I do this creatively? And really what I wanted was for the marketing of the book to display some of the principles that I teach in the book. Sure. Yeah. Like Ryan Holiday did this when he launched Trust Me, I'm Lying, which is a yep. book about PR. And basically what he did was um, he used his strategies in his book to get PR about the book. Yeah. Did all sorts of things with billboards. And anyway, I read that and I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. And so right now I'm in the middle of a social campaign to have my friends and colleagues start these like fascinating conversations about what I was talking about earlier in terms of frustration around the marketing world and, and uh, con artists and just general over tacticization of this world. And so I have all of these posts that I've sent to my friends and said, hey, when this thing launches, just copy and paste this thing into your social media feed. And I will start a conversation and pull other people into that conversation and we'll deliver value to your followers and more people will see the link to the book. Win-win. So I'm doing yep. this nonstop right now and just queuing things up. Yeah. Uh, so that that's really one of the ways that I felt super authentic reaching out to my friends and saying, hey, instead of just doing this copy and paste job with a link to Amazon, let's do something fun. Let's have a conversation about this stuff that fascinates me. Hopefully it fascinates you. Hopefully it delivers a lot of value to everybody else in the, in your circles. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's funny that you just mentioned Ryan Holiday's book. Cause I literally was talking to someone today and they asked for some marketing books. And uh, that was one that I just pulled up. I was oh, like, yeah. well, look at through my, let me look through my audio library real quick. And, and uh, so, yeah, I just, just recommended that 
and a few others, but uh, I'll have to recommend yours as well. Now, now well, that we're here and you. talking Appreciate about that. it. So what, what's, uh, I know we talked a little bit, maybe more so around the book, but for you, you know, when I think of championship leadership and, and incredible leaders, I think they all have great vision and, you know, more so probably some courage to take action on that. And uh, so, yeah, what's, what's your vision for what you are doing and, and more so, you know, maybe even short-term five, 10 years from now and, and, and the impact that you really want to make with what you're doing. Cause obviously you made that switch to from the agency to, you know, mm-hmm. consulting and, and teaching people how to do what you do. I, I really want to democratize access to, to really quality marketing knowledge for businesses. I want to tear down the walls that people think they have to climb over to do good marketing and to access good marketing. This book is one step in that direction. The content that I produce is another step in that direction. It's sort of, there's, you know, this is a, a continuation in my work towards that vision. Yeah. Um, but it's also a more public version of that work, to be honest, because everything up until, you know, everything over the course of uh, the agency was totally private the training and the workshops were like a little bit more public. This is like public. So now it's just getting out there more and more and more. And so that I just want that to snowball. That's really something that I see as an immense value to just have a transparent conversation about the state of like marketing, digital marketing with business owners that are already frustrated about it. And they already know what's going on, but they don't really have a way out or way to navigate it or think about it or, you know, even admit it to themselves, right? There's a level of validation. Like whenever I talk about the stuff that I was talking about a few minutes ago, everybody's like in the audience is like, yeah, yeah, I've been burned. Like, yeah, I see those ads. Like, I see the hype. Yeah, Totally. That's not normal. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it, it shouldn't be, but it is. And yeah. so just having those honest conversations, is like so refreshing that, you know, I'll, I'll keep doing that as long as I, as I can. Yeah. What, uh, well, you, you know, you talk about going to school and, and kind of falling into marketing and not necessarily something that you were looking to do. And obviously, obviously path has continued you down that road. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what happens for a large percentage of us, right? We end up doing something in our, in this life that we, maybe didn't necessarily see ourselves doing or the plan we have for ourselves isn't always the one that we end up following. So mm-hmm. what's, uh, what is it about this marketing world that really uh, grabbed a hold of you and has you continued in it? I've thought about that a lot um, because there have been moments where I'm like, you know, why don't I just become an engineer, like build Iron Man or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> which also sounds um, awesome. Which I may do still. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But what's what's kept me in this world is that uh, it's such a it's sort of, in my opinion, other than maybe product development, it's the hardest part of business. And this is my opinion. Yeah. Um, Some people might find finance to be the hardest part. Some people might find uh, leadership to be the hardest part. I find marketing to be the fastest moving target in entrepreneurship and business because it's like so much is changing so quickly. There's new trends. 
people talk differently. There's new generations of kids coming out that think completely differently. You have to like, there's so many factors and variables to consider that I really like being great at that so that when I start new businesses, which I have and new products, like I'm, I'm uh, working with an incubator right now in uh, based out of Miami and there's all sorts of new products. Like it's such a transferable skill that allows me to see the world from so many different angles. And I love that. Like the, my brain, the brainy side of me really, really hooks in to that. Um, and sure. I can intellectualize it and emotionalize it all at the same time. It's just the art of human connection and there's a science to it too. But, you know, I, I think that it's just a fascinating thing to chew on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What is there, you know, like, I, I guess I kind of refer to it as a critical moment, right? So, you know, fork in the road for you uh, that you've been through. I think we, we all have a number of these in our life, right? Some that really stand out more than others. Um, and obviously you made the the decision that you did that has you where you are today, but um, had you chosen differently being a, in a much different place, what, is there a moment or two that you could share? I think there's a lot of people, especially, mm. you know, before we came on, right. You talked about COVID and, and how that, you know, how that uh, resulted in you making a move and, and doing some things differently in your life with you and your wife. And, there's, there's a lot of people going through those moments and they always want to know, right. The, the result before they make the choice or the decision, which isn't always, uh, yep. you know, the way it goes, but there's strength in learning from others and how they decided in certain moments. So is there one or two you could share with us to help with the listeners? Yeah, I think the first would be a few years, not that long into starting my business. I had received a line of credit and I used it and I didn't waste it. It was, it was all uh, placed into networking and traveling to meet the right people. Um, it's not like I bought a car or anything like that. Uh, but I think there was like $25,000 on that line of credit. And I had a plan for interest and, and principal payments and all that stuff. Like I had a, I'm a finance major. Like I, yeah. I knew how to do that sort of stuff. Right. Um, I basically looked at it as a business loan. Sure. And which in many ways it was. But then I heard back from the bank, which shall remain nameless, that they were calling it due all at once. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Did I miss something about the word loan? Yeah. I'm like, well, technically line of credit, you know, you can call it due. And yeah. So I didn't know that and I didn't have $25,000 in the bank. Right. So I was basically, you know, forced into a corner. Like it went into collections. I was like, I'm going to have to declare bankruptcy. Um, my cash flow can, is not going to cover this. Like I had basically just gotten to the point where I was able to, to leave that job. Yeah. So I was making a couple grand a month. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I called up the, the, you know, well, I got the collections calls and they say, Hey, so you have this $25,000, <clears> which by that point had, I believe it had like ballooned with interest payments to over, to over 28, maybe 30. 
Sure. And, and I told him like, I don't know what to do. Tell me like, let's talk. They said, okay, I'm not going to charge you um, any more interest. We're going to set up a payment plan. And it was like, basic, the payment plan was essentially everything that I made at that time. Yeah. yeah. Like I wouldn't have food on the table. Yeah. So I had to make a decision. Like, do I go and, you know, ask my parents for money? Do I like try to get another loan, which I knew is not possible. Like I didn't even like completely at a, at a loss. Yeah. And so I decided one night that I was going to hustle my way out of it. And so I got to work leveraging those networks that I had invested in, reaching out to people, putting together new offers, putting together new packages. I still didn't really know how to describe what I did because right. I was doing everything for everyone at the time. <laughs> Learned that lesson later down the line. <laughs> but <laughs> eventually I got to the point where I was able to pay, make the, the payment and then make a little bit of money to survive, to pay rent yeah. and and, and food and, and so on. And that was like 18 months of doing that. Yeah. Of just like hustling yeah. my butt off. Yeah. Um, eventually got to the point where it was fully paid off and then, you know, everything was better at that point. But right. yeah, that was, that was a harrowing, <laughs> that was a harrowing year and a half. So yeah. So you didn't, you didn't run from it though. You obviously, uh, you, you kind of, it motivated you to, you know, was that a blessing? Yeah. Did you look at it as a blessing? I do. Looking back now in the moment, I'm oh, sure man, you didn't. It's a, it's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow, but yes. Yeah. Um, I do. And, you know, I've always been on, you know, on the side of, I'd rather make a thousand dollar mistake than a hundred thousand dollar mistake. And I'd rather make a hundred thousand dollar mistake than a $10 million mistake. So I think I probably made a couple of thousand dollar mistakes <laughs> that sure. could maybe yeah. in the future have turned into several million dollars in mistakes. So yeah. you never know. You right, never know. Right. Yeah. Um, I I would say the second the second big crossroads was the decision to change up my business model at the agency yeah. and start training and consulting. That one was completely born out of burnout. One hundred percent. Sure. I had just burn the candle at both ends. I was done. I was like, I was laying on the floor. My wife walked in the room and she's like, what's going on? What's, what's wrong, honey? I'm like, I am just so done. <laughs> I don't know if anybody listening here, or if you've been at a point of burnout, but yeah. it's just like, you just want to give the world the finger <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just shut it all down, burn it down. And I actually called one of my good friends who also ran an agency. And I said, dude, I'm about to blow this thing up. I'm literally about to, to just cancel every contract. I don't like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, and he's like, he gave me some good advice. He said, you can absolutely do that. Yeah. And if you do, then all of your problems from the business will be solved, but then you'll introduce new problems. How do you replace your income? How do you right. do all these things? And so what he said was, um, picture yourself six months down the line and 
you have you, there are two scenarios you've burned it down or you have found another solution in the burned it down scenario are you happier or more miserable than if you had found another solution i'm like i'm probably going to be more miserable so i started thinking like okay what let's take a breath sleep it off <laughs> readdress the situation the next day. Yep. And so that's where I started thinking, okay, well, I have all of this intellectual property. I have all of this research. I still like this work. I still enjoy it. I just don't like this business model. Yeah. And so that's where the idea for the workshop awesome. and the consulting came up and, and that just led to a completely new source of income, more scalable business model. Yeah. Um, all around better result. And that was just because of my friend's advice of, you know, just like play out the scenarios. Were you able to like sell that business or? It, it was ended up being the same business. It was the, I just, I transitioned some of my agency okay. service clients into consulting clients. Yeah. I offloaded some clients that yeah. I didn't like. Sure. Um, and then I introduced new, new, uh, um, offers like the the marketing yeah. scientist workshop was our first major uh offer that was a group program and yeah. i reached out to our past clients i reached out to new people and started marketing yeah. it and and so that started gaining traction love it that's cool very good man well uh as we get close to wrapping this up what if what is uh if there's one or two things maybe you know potentially from your book um that if the listeners were to implement today into their life into their business it would help move their life forward today what is what are one or two of those things well i would say um two things first is that marketing is actually a lot simpler than many will would want you to believe mm -hmm. the system that i teach in the book is called the marketing operating system and i spent it, it literally took me 10 years to to get to the point of knowing that this was actually uh, an all-encompassing system, but there are only three moving parts. There's customers, campaigns, and conversions. Mm -hmm. And without going into too much detail, if you know who your customers are, you know what your campaigns are, which means you know how to get their attention, and you know how your conversions work, which means you can convert that attention into sales, all of your marketing challenges will be over, right? Yeah. Now, that's a very simplistic way of yeah. explaining that, but it's also a little bit refreshing because you realize that the tactics are secondary to that strategy. Sure. To, to the focus on those three moving pieces. The second thing I would say is, and I mentioned this a little bit ago with regards to the uh, art and the science of marketing, it really is a, like a yin and a yang balance between art of marketing, which is the emotion and the, the connection and like how to, how to, to speak to people, you know, Super Bowl commercials can make people cry yeah. in 30 seconds. Right. That's astounding. Yeah. Right? That's the, that is the art of marketing. Then there's the science, right? The numbers and the math. If you can balance those two sides, you will be an incredible marketer. If 
if you get too far on one side, like if you get too far on the science side, then mm -hmm. it, your marketing will be cold. It might, might make a little bit of money, but it wouldn't make as much money as if you had incorporated a lot of emotion in the art. If you get too artistic, then you'll never make money. Right? Yeah. So you've got to have that, that balance. And the, the, the best marketers, the best entrepreneurs, the best marketing leaders, they know what that balance feels like and what it looks like and how to manage it. And that's yeah. part of why I put the marketing operating system together and wrote the book. But if you can just build this intuitive sense of those two sides, then you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. I love it. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, I like to your point, especially in the social media world, if you're in certain circles, it does sometimes these marketing gurus, uh, well, they can, I think a big part of it is them making you feel like you can't do it on your own and you need someone like that right. to do yeah. it. And it's, uh, and you yeah, believe there's it. a, there's a huge dependence yeah. or, or, yeah, or yeah. Sen sense of, um, and I'm sure there's a fine, nice mix of both in there, but, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, I appreciate your time here today. Uh, what, where can we get a hold of the book and, and help uh, the book you? is available at snakeoilbook.com and, uh, it's available on Barnes Noble, Amazon, but all the links are on snakeoilbook.com. I invite you guys to go check it out. Love Absolutely. it if you took it a read. Yeah, definitely. We'll get that posted up so everybody can get to that easily. And uh, appreciate you being here today, Dan. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been great. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with her. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey baby